to Josie's Bar podcast, where we are reading every single issue of Daredevil over at least 12 and a half years. <laughs> I'm Claire, and uh, uh, returning for this second episode is my co-host Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Hey. We will get a an intro at some point. As you can tell, I'm just making them up as we go. Second episode, it. though. Just winging it. Just winging it. We're very... We're very relaxed here in Josie's bar. We're a chilled out establishment. Um, yeah, and we true. have our first special guest with us. Joining <laughs> us in our fine, our fine bar. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dear daredevil loving friend of mine. Elizabeth. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Welcome to Josie's bar. Welcome what are you to, drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking in Josie's bar today, Elizabeth? A Shirley Temple. Ooh. <laughs> Is this a virgin Shirley Temple? <laughs> they usually are, but yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. I know nothing <laughs> about alcohol, so you could have said no, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Oh, okay. I've got a very nice um, pineapple green tea bubble tea with black sugar tapioca. I'm oh, fancy this week. I know, I know. What are you drinking this week, Vicky? I have a cold infusion of green tea, rose, and elderflower. Ooh. That does sound nice. We are, it is. We are fancy. We're the fanciest customers in Josie's Bar, as you can tell. Um, so, yeah, this is episode two, and we thought we had to get Elizabeth along, because Elizabeth is one of the people I know that loves Daredevil as much as me. Um, Elizabeth, <laughs> what, what? It's so nice to find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> We're the two people. <laughs> We're the two people that loved him this much, you know, like going going back years um, what is yeah. your what is your history with Daredevil? Um, when I was a kid, I was over a friend's house when I was about twelve, and her dad had an issue laying around of Daredevil and the Jester. Oh, and nice. I, who is the goofiest guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you thought Electro so was, was goofy like, this week, just just wait. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what? What is this? And uh, so I picked it up and I read it because I was already reading comic books for years at that point, but I hadn't, um, I hadn't actually seen anything with Daredevil until then. So that I read it and I really liked it. So then I started adding Daredevil to my to my pile of things that I was I was buying when I was going to the store. Nice. And uh, actually, I do have that issue now because he ended up giving it to me years later as, when I mentioned that, hey, you introduced me to Daredevil, and then you like, oh, here, have it. Is that, <laughs> so, is that issue just, number forty six, the final jest? It's the one when he was doing um, Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, yes, I remember that one. Nice. Yeah, he really wanted to be on TV being Cyrano. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, I was like, what is this? And uh, I really liked it, so then it got, I got sucked in and it became one of my favorite characters. Although, generally, for like decades, until the movie came out, I really, if people ask me who my favorite character was, I never said Daredevil, because no one ever really knew who it was. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'd be like, oh, you know, the usual one, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, uh, Superman. But then when the movie came out, I was like, yes, finally, other people are going to know who this is. <laughs> my time we has come. <laughs> we don't speak of the movie here. Yeah, Vicky still hasn't forgiven me for making her watch the movie. <laughs> the director's cut there. Well, actually, first I saw him on um, the uh, the uh, TV movie on the Incredible, the, Hulk, um, Incredible Hulk, yeah, yeah the Child yeah. of the Incredible Hulk, and I was super happy about that because I already liked Rex Smith from earlier. But then I was like, that's not really how they usually do Daredevil with the black costume and everything, and 
So, it, uh, but then when the movie came out and he had the red costume, and I know not a lot of people like it now, but I really liked it. I even went to the closed captioning, nice. uh, like the last time they showed it in the theater. <laughs> nice. I was only one in the audience. I will defend the director's cut endlessly, Vicky. I don't care what you say. I hate you. <laughs> I have both versions. Because they didn't come out with the director's cut until I already had the original one. Yeah, yeah. And then you also obviously came on the Defenders podcast that I did. Uh, yes. When we talked about the Daredevil show. You're a big fan of the Daredevil show. Yes, yes. Yeah, I started out like sending you letters and then uh, and then talked to you into letting me join you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we hung out in London and it was awesome. I know, it was fun. Yeah. It was so funny seeing you in real life, too. It was like, wow, for real. Well, we (laughs) realized we both not only love Daredevil, but also Quantum Leap and Beauty and the Beast. So, Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's like we're clones, Mickey. (laughs) Wow, there's two of you. Holy shit. Awesome. So, as I said, this week we are talking about issue number two. Um, this issue came out June the 1st, 1964, and is titled The Evil Menace of Electro. Uh, <laughs> the story was by Stan Lee. The art was by Joe Orlando. Um, the inking was done by Vince Coletta, and the lettering was by S. Rosen. And the little synopsis that we have is Daredevil versus Electro. What chance does a blind man have against the master of electricity? Plus an appearance by the Fantastic Four's The Thing. <laughs> Then it says, but it says like blink and you'll miss yes, the cameo, okay, and it's like, like, oh, don't uh, blink, you'll miss it. It's like he he's in like half the half, half the, the comic, <laughs> and the rest of the Fantastic Four were there too. So why were they focusing on him so much? I mean, he spoke more than the rest of them, but yeah. they were all there. It's just yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit weird. It was very that strange. Was bit... Yeah, it was very weird. Very strange. So they were in crossover heaven though. Oh yeah. So this issue, like everything happens in this issue, guys, like I was explaining the plot of this issue to a friend of mine at work today. And by the time I got to Electro throws Daredevil into a rocket and sends him into space, (laughs) my my colleague was like, oh, that must be the end of the issue. And I was like, no, that's about a third of the way through. No, no. (laughs) We have him stealing a horse after that and then flying on a helicopter. (laughs) I've got, I, I've actually got a note on in my notes saying, horses now, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's still a horse, you know. Whatever. Like, I As one does. Yeah. In New York City. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, I'm going to start a count of how many times we see Daredevil's origin, because obviously we saw it in the origin issue last week, but we do get a little reminder in this uh, this this issue where it's like, oh, this is how I lost my sight and got superpowers. So we're on two, two for two. Two We'll do a count of how how many times it happens. Um, We were also keeping count last week, Elizabeth, in our our first issue of how many different things Matt's cane can do. Um, (laughs) So last week we had that it can can straighten um, and it can, it's got a tape recorder inside it. And this week we learned that it's it's non-conductive. So I guess yeah. it's made out of wood, and it's a wooden tape recorder. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Or it could be. Oh no, it's plastic. I can, no, it's plastic. A conductor. I I don't know. Would they have had a plastic? I don't even know. It must have had metal components in it. Like it must have had a metal hinge. It's got a hinge. You put a hinge on it. Yeah. So what's the hinge? I don't. I, I, 
I mean, as I Elizabeth will that... will attest, there's many other things that are amazing about this game later on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it turns into the, uh, the, what is it, the exacto knife? or No, the um, oh, uh, yes. Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he um, did know but... he used it to um to cut leather in this issue as well, didn't he? <laughs> He's like, if I hit this leather at the exact angle, then my, my yes. cane will cut it. I was like, what? How does that it, work? No, no, my cane, my cane will karate chop it. Oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, uh, okay, that's, I don't think that's what a karate chop is, but okay, we'll, we'll just I... go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah. I thought it was funny that in this one he just seemed to use it as a cane most of the time. Like he yeah. didn't fold it up, he didn't unhook the hook. He was using it as a hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a throwing thing. But he it hooked wasn't it, hooked it around a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. And a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> didn't actually have the billy club with like the cable in the middle kind of, of thing figured out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Still <laughs> early days. Yeah, this is the early days, and I think, like, I mean, we we said last last um, episode, there, you know, he's in his yellow costume in this issue, which only he only has for like a handful of issues. So they're obviously still working out who this character is, um, you know, and what they what they want to do with him. And I think that that um, extends to the the cane as well, no pun intended. Um, mm. It extends know. to his power. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, definitely it extends to his powers. Yeah, do you want to say something about that? Yeah, um, when he had his, like, spider sense that <laughs> off, <Yeah. laughs> when he was uh, in the, being scanned by the security uh, system, I was like, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> his Peter tingles. Yeah, yes, he's got his, Peter Matt, tingles. his Matt tingles. <laughs> Peter tingles. <laughs> Stop <laughs> calling it that, man! <laughs> <laughs> Never, I've got a t-shirt with that on it now. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. So they obviously like last in issue one, they were really selling it, um, this new character on, you know, hey, you liked Spider-Man. Hey, you like Fantastic Four. Well, here's Daredevil. So obviously, I think that's why they have the appearance by the Fantastic Four in this issue. Um, but it's, it is weird that they focus on the thing. And when he kind of crashes through the door of <laughs> Nelson and Murdoch to need help, I thought he was drawn very strangely. Like, he oh looked my God. tiny. He looked really his, small. But his face as well. Like, I don't yeah. understand what was going on with his face. And I know he's, like, made of rocks and shit. But, like, I yeah, his face was, it was, it was, it was bad. There's a oh, few, there's a few panels in this in this issue where it's just characters just staring at the audience. Like there's that one of the thing, and I was like, oh, he's staring into my soul. And then there was a couple <laughs> where Karen is just staring at the audience, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is still early days for the Fantastic Four too, so yeah. I don't think they've quite figured out those guys' looks either. Especially things, since he's sort of a weird. He, he can't be drawn based on anyone in real life. Yeah. But this scene was throwing me because I thought he broke the window when he went out to jump into the... Um, into the Fantastica. Into the Fantastica, yeah. Fantastica. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about the 
this morning, and I think that they used this scene in the Fantastic Four cartoon where they mm-hmm. had Daredevil as a guest star, and I think they might have broken the window on that version. They've also got it in um, in Daredevil Yellow um, by Jeff Loeb, which I mentioned to Vicky last week, because they, they, they retell these early issues in Daredevil Yellow. Instead of going through the door, he sticks his head through the window. So you might be thinking of that. Oh, so I'll, that I'll, I'll, I'll post a comparison. Yeah. Which makes much more sense, because... So he comes through the door, so he's jumped out of a hovering car <laughs> next to the window of the law office. So he's jumped out of that onto the ground, gone in the front door, gone up the stairs, <laughs> and yeah. then and then smashed their door to pieces when he could have just kind of stepped onto the window ledge. He likes making an <laughs> entrance. I mean, he would make an entrance anyway because he's a giant man made of orange rock. But, you know, just to add extra dramatic flair to break down the door. And can we just, uh, like, I have to, I have to call attention to um, Foggy and his, and don't you ever stop wearing that crazy perfume. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If she was wearing it enough that he could smell it, must be driving Matt up a wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh. Yeah. I'm dressed. Please take that off. Yeah. I'm dying because of your and, perfume. And Karen Page is a thirsty bitch. Karen is thirsty as anything still for Matt. We spoke Ooh. about it last week. Before they'd even started working together, she'd met him once, and she was thirsty for Matt. I mean... And, and, and now and now she's got, like, a picture of him in her desk drawer. Yes. That she admits to. Where did she get this picture from? I just... Like, I think she it. took it on the slide. I think she did. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, like, this is this is before mobile phones and everything. Like, she would have had to have like, I don't even know how she got a slide photo of him. Like, whipped out a Polaroid. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, I just, oh I my it. goodness. And then and then Sue Sue with her um. Her one line. My, what an attractive hairdo. Oh, I died. <laughs> when I read that I was like oh this is so bad I just so like the, literally the characters in the entire uh, uh, in the entire in, issue in the whole issue they talk about is each other's hair <laughs> and, one, and one of them yeah the only two women and one of them's a thirsty bitch and the other one just talks about hair. Yeah, this is not passing the Bechdel test. This oh, issue. God. No. <laughs> At all. Um, so Matt uh, then has to go and, uh, like, visit this garage and, like, you know, stop these guys. I love that he, like, uses the curved end of his cane to, to pull this guy through the door. Like, it's like an old vaudeville stage and let's pull yeah. someone <laughs> off stage. It's like, so great. I love it. And I also love that Matt refers to these people as naughty little car thieves. <laughs> yeah. I was just, there's so many times where I'm like trying to imagine like Charlie Cox saying these lines. Like, I'm here oh, for you, naughty God. little car thieves. It would be a delight. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. Very um, naughty. Can we talk about a panel of interest that I have to mention in this okay. scene? Because Matt I don't know how he does this. Matt breaks every law of physics there is. Um, I know. By, by is climbing this the into this is yes, this is using <laughs> a tire as a slingshot to fire a car engine as a missile. I just wrote. Oh, that is sitting what? on his 
chest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I don't. I, I. That's that's where it started there for me. <laughs> this whole issue of just going batshit insane. He, he pulls like, his tire back like it's a yoga band. <laughs> it's like with his, you know, like tire engine catapult combo. <laughs> yeah. Then, that I. Ugh. No, I was going to say, like, one of the, which is my personal panel of the week, um, it does say previously to the uh, the missile engine um, that he's got muscles like steel bands. <laughs> yes. They they also talk about him lately as the magnificently muscled form of Daredevil or something like that. Yeah, the magnificently muscled body of Daredevil. Yes. I so. like the, the handsome, shy lawyer. Yes. <laughs> So we mentioned last week that they're constantly talking about Karen, like the gorgeous Karen, the most attractive, you know, like the most decorative thing in the office or however they said. Uh, But they do do it with Matt as well. So I like that it's equal. They're just constantly going on about, oh, he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. Look at him. He's gorgeous. There's some of our siren in the background. We like to give our listeners authentic Hell's Kitchen uh, ambient sounds so you know that's what you get in Rosie's bar the sound's wrong for American sirens though isn't it I think so yeah. it actually didn't like... sound that far off <laughs> well, I was wondering if it's only about eight foot away so it's not that far <laughs> off. it's like literally just there. the other side <laughs> of my window <laughs> um so I was a little concerned about him throwing a bucket of paint on the acetylene torch. Yes. I mean, I'm not a chemist, but that didn't sound like a good idea. Yes. Doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't sound ideal. Yeah, if you want to put a torch out, you throw paint over it. That's... There's, there's a lot of, like, Daredevil, in early Daredevil, defeats things a lot by throwing things over them. Because later on, like, he throws this curtain. And we'll get to how he defeats Kilgrave in a later issue, which is my favourite yes. thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> which also involves throwing something. <laughs> it's great. I, I was just wondering what Vicky's reaction to uh, Electro's outfit was. I am tooting that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. What, I, yes, your thoughts on this, because I mentioned to you last week about this outfit, and me and Elizabeth have discussed this, because I said, I don't think Vicky knows what Electro's outfit looks like. And we, and I, I can remember if you'd seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. Electro is in Amazing Spider-Man 2, played by Jamie Foxx, but his outfit is basically just black, um, and he doesn't look at all like this. So, yes, please tell us, please walk us through your reaction, Vicky. I, that is some, like, lightning, electro, green and yellow realness, and I am so here for it, with the headpiece, and the underpants on the outside, Yeah. like, toot, toot, toot. I'm also going to toot his costume as well, it's also a toot from me for this one. Yeah, Yeah. most definitely, like, I, I was living, living for that costume it is a bold choice he looks like he's walked out of an, a, a production of starlight express and i am in i love it <laughs> yes starlight <laughs> express i've by, just as a side note i saw that show live when it was in london 26 times oh really yeah I've, I've probably seen it about that amount yes it's great it's a yeah, musical about love. trains if anyone's listening <laughs> from hollywood I need you to get the exact team of actors, director, everyone who made the Cats movie, which I love, 
and I need you to make a film adaptation of Starlight Express now. Please, please. <laughs> because I, I beg you. It will be as insane, and I am there for it. Vicky and I saw Cats on oh. Christmas Day, and it was a joy. <laughs> I wouldn't say a joy. Oh. I'm but scared it, to watch it. I've oh my to God. it so far. It is. It it, oh. it haunted my dreams for <laughs> about two weeks afterwards, but. It was like me and Claire spent literally the entire time crying with laughter, like actually shaking and to the point where it's like, maybe we should just go outside. (laughs) I love it when that happens. It was was amazing. And then the best Best Christmas day ever. Right at the very end of it, there was a girl and her her mum or dad sitting in the front row and it got to the very end and the screen went black and she went, it is done. It was, like, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. It's like, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it was great. Uh, so I want ah. to ask you, Vicky, um, and, and, and Elizabeth, because we're, we're very early on in Dead Everyone, obviously you haven't read it before. What were your thoughts that already, we've got Thirsty Karen, but already she's like, hey, Matt, uh, I've written to an eye specialist to see if you can be cured. Cheeky, cheeky bitch. Yeah. Like, I don't... Yeah, that was, you know, and then she, afterwards she's all like, oh, is he is he ignoring me because I upset him? It's like, yeah, like, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> yeah, I would be a bit like, oh, I've just <laughs> met you. You seem cool. But he ever, have you ever thought about not being disabled? I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, and then they... Let my nose into your business <laughs> exactly. and uh, make assumptions about you. Yeah. Well, then they try and clarify it, but she's like, I would marry him in a heartbeat, yes. even though he is blind. And it's like, uh, Karen, pipe down. Yes. Early, <laughs> early Karen is is not great, <laughs> I have to say. I do like Karen later on, but early Karen I do have issues with. <laughs> because like, also, yeah. I, I like the fact that she said she wrote to an eye specialist in her hometown um, about Matt's specific type of blindness, and I was like, "What radioactive material to the eyes?" Yeah. Like, I don't think the eye specialist would have much, much like, uh, expertise in this field. Also, how do you know about that? I don't think he's opened yeah. up to you yet. That's you what I was like, wondering. Yeah, you don't know about that. It's like, yeah, it's. Uh, but I did notice that there is like the possibly like the first mention of any kind of like religious. Mm-hmm. Um, thing and it came from Karen when she says like I'll pray for him anyway yeah, yeah and it was like okay so that's like the first I don't remember a mention of anything I don't think there was last issue I Elizabeth Vicky and I were talking about the fact that it's interesting reading these early issues because what Vicky knows of the character of Daredevil is is mostly from the film and the t- the Netflix series and a lot of that it might be what our listeners know as well and a lot of that has come from the later stuff, like particularly with the origin, like the Frank Miller origin that he, he sort mm-hmm. of redid. And a lot of the stuff you would really associate with with um, the character of Daredevil, apart from just, you know, he's dressed in red and he's a lawyer and he's blind. Things like the Catholicism, the fact that he struggles with mental health issues, that all comes a lot later. So it's kind of interesting seeing it now where there's like no mention of like religion at all. Yeah, I don't think that you even found out he was Catholic until Born Again, and that yeah. was just that when he felt the uh, the cross and mm-hmm. and realized Maggie was his mom. So, spoilers. 
<laughs> you, the show. You've seen Daredevil season three. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Like literally, all of my knowledge, my like uh, initial knowledge, comes from Claire. Like I've yeah. been reading Marvel comics for like a really long time, um, and I know like Daredevil's one of those characters that's like popped in and out, but then I met Claire and it was like, oh, okay, it's a pretty cool character. And then of course she made me watch the film and then I watched the TV show. So, so yeah, Claire is like, I am the Daredevil virgin here and Claire is the aficionado. Daredevil's your crack and I am your dealer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was uh, the opposite way, whereas I knew Daredevil really well, but when it came to like Luke Cage and mm-hmm. Iron Fist and those guys, I didn't, they always were just guest stars in a Daredevil yeah. or Spider-Man. Something so I didn't know those characters very well at all, other than their names. Yeah, well, and then, I only knew like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and I didn't know Luke Cage or Iron Fist at all. And I, I'm I'm glad they had them in. You know, I, I really like the fact the Netflix shows have made me appreciate those characters more because I really like those characters now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then oh, Claire you... comes. Claire comes to me um, for anything clip art and related. Yes. Yeah, anything Hawkeye, then Vicky is the person to ask. So we've said that after we've covered every single issue of Daredevil in at least 12 and a half years' time, then we're going to (laughs) cover everything Hawkeye. Yeah. I mean, we'll be 52 by then. Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's fine. It'll be fine, you know. It'll be fine. We'll we'll be able to, like, have comics directly, uh, like, digitally... um, projected into our brains by that point we won't even need to read them you know oh my god that'd be amazing yeah (laughs) Uh, i'm so lazy (laughs) so um this this whole okay this whole battle between daredevil and electro is insane (laughs) because (laughs) so much happens like first of all like like they're fighting and daredevil turns the lights out and you're like well that's a good plan because obviously yeah, he won't be able to see him. Except Matt, Electro controls electricity, so he's just like And he glows like a light bulb. Yeah, he's like a little he's like a glowworm, so it didn't work, Matt. But of course was, Matt wouldn't necessarily know that. True, yes. And then Although, Matt finds yeah, okay. the thing's dumbbells, which are for some reason by the main electrical area of the building. <laughs> Just Ben leaving them lying around. Yeah. Just really nilly. Yeah. He's like a cat leaving his toys lying around. (laughs) He's like the asshole in the gym that doesn't restack the weights. Oh, I used to hate them. Yeah. Restack restack the weights so you can find them. Ugh. Ugh. Um, And my favourite bit, I think, in this whole issue, not my favourite panel necessarily, but my favourite thing is that. As as I said, as just a little part of this story, <laughs> Electro knocks Daredevil out and throws him into a rocket and sends him to space. And that is not even the end of the issue. If there was if there was a modern issue, it would end where he's done that. Matt's in space and he wakes up and he's like, oh, how am I going to escape oh, this? And that would be the end, the cliffhanger. No, this happens like, <laughs> like just over halfway through. Yeah. It's great. Can I, I love it. Can I just shout out to the uh, one electro line, the which was just like, ha ha, you're just prolonging my pleasure. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Daddy. And I, I like that Electro's plan is that he wants the Fantastic Four to think that Daredevil stole their rocket. <laughs> I was like, what? How would they know it was him? <laughs> like, 
yeah, the like, only way would be if they had like CCTV, and then they would see you throw Daredevil into it. So I don't understand your plan, Electro. Yeah, he's just might have also seen him changing from Matt Murdock into Daredevil, so it's yeah. a good thing they don't have. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's a lot of that that goes on in this issue, where he's like, oh, I must change into Matt Murdock again. Oh, and then like five minutes later, I'm getting changed into my Daredevil costume yeah. again. It's like, dude. He's just been forth so many times in this issue. Like, all over the place. Yeah, uh, he can't make up his mind. Um, so, then he obviously has to escape space, so then he, like, you know, he does that. And that's when we get him where he leaps on this horse and rides away. Which filled you with joy, by the sounds, <laughs> Vicky. Yes, I took Christine from the other Murdoch papers um, was, uh, she hates this scene. <laughs> She's gone off about this several times. That, okay, even if he was able to figure out how to turn the spaceship around to get it back going to Earth, he and he manages to aim it towards Central Park. Yes. The fact that he can hear the human heartbeats <laughs> from inside the rocket ship <laughs> while it's falling towards... <laughs> Central Park, um, yeah, she she takes issue with that, which like, makes yeah. me laugh every time I read it. I just, like, whatever they were smoking when they did this issue, I would very much like some, because <laughs> Jesus H. Christ on a saltine cracker. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going on. I like that you, you control the rocket using levers. I thought that was great. He's just like, yeah. I, I do these levers, do, do, do. Fly a rocket. Fly a rocket. How would, degrees. how would he no. even? Because doesn't he say at one point he's like, I can sense the direction of the flight, and I was like, in yes. space? How? Yeah. He can sense like it. You're floating around. Yeah, like, exactly. The, the gravity is slightly more on this side. Of, I don't even know. Like I don't. I don't know. You're just. You know. Yeah. You're just making up his superpowers as you go along now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he uh, lands in Central Park, jumps on the horse and does that. And then we get the other crazy thing he does in this, this issue, which I love, which is he has to like when he has to like go through the Baxter building via the, the, the roof. So he he hangs onto a helicopter that's nearby, a sightseeing <laughs> helicopter and flies over the city. <laughs> I've got a note for that that just says, Wee! <laughs> <laughs> and he figures out when he's gonna let go over the Baxter building based on time. How does he know? How does he know? Yeah, like yes. has he taken one of these flights before? Has I he mean, looked it up beforehand? Like how? I, yeah. He would have heard him flying overhead, but would he necessarily be paying attention to when it crossed over a particular building at a particular time of day? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that whole thing. It's like, oh, yes, I must drop now to f- drop through the skylight and into the back. Bitch, I you are so extra. Like, what <laughs> even? Like, I just, it's great. yeah. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. it's I, I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I love that when he's falling, he's like, so he falls, he goes through the roof. He's like, made it in exactly one half second. I'll do a complete somersault, breaking my fall and enabling me to land gently on my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Matt. (laughs) Thank you. Extra. Like, I just, oh, oh, my goodness. I remember like so many times when I was reading this issue, I like said out loud, what are you, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Another favourite moment of mine where I don't understand Electro's logic is, so Daredevil then chases Electro through the city and they're going through Times Square and then Electro runs into a cinema or into like a theatre and then he says, if you follow me in here, it will be his undoing. There are countless forms of electricity inside which I'll be able to use against him. You're in Times Square. <laughs> You don't need to go in the theatre. There's all the electricity around you. What are you talking about? Just stand in the middle and create a scene, dude. Which which is pretty much what he does in Amazing Amazing Spider-Man 2. They have Electro do in the middle of Times Square because it's Times Square. (laughs) Like, if it's good enough for Captain America at the end of the first Avenger, it's good enough for Electro, okay? Now, to be fair, Mm -hmm. there was probably less lights up in Times Square in the 60s than there are today. True. But still, there were a heck of a lot of lights up in Times Square. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Yeah. But, okay, you just, you know, you just want an audience, don't you, love? That's that's basically what this boils down to, you (laughs) attention-seeking, fabulously dressed (laughs) supervillain. Definitely fabulously dressed. He was chasing him down the elevator shaft was kind of fun, too, where he he used his... Penis as a hook, and then he went spiraling down. I'm like, how dizzy would you be by the time you got to the That was was the second time I wrote, wee! (laughs) In my my notes. (laughs) Actually, it says, wee! Well, they they say, like, in in the Netflix show, like, Foggy asks Matt if he gets the spins, and he says no, and I'm like, it's a good job he doesn't, because he'd be so dizzy (laughs) after that. Well, no, actually, he said he does. Oh, no, he yeah, said he, he does. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He gets it yeah, worse yeah. because he's more sensitive to it. How would and you then, even walk in a straight line after this? Well, then he says, he says, doesn't he? He's like, it's a good job I am blind, because if I could see where I was falling, I'd be really scared. You should do a count of that, because that happens a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We'll do, yeah, we'll definitely do a count of that. I'm going to make a note of that, like, count of what? If I wasn't blind. Yeah. <laughs> so he if did I it here, I think, when he was hanging off of the helicopter. Yeah. Or maybe I'm when sure he jumped off the helicopter. Yeah. Somewhere in there, I remember seeing it. Uh, he, I think he says a pair of eyes can be a bit deceived, but all my senses together can never be mistaken. I have to say, one of my favourite lines of the whole issue is in this final battle where Matt goes, stop whining, you high-voltage heel. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. Oh, yeah, and that's Matt. when he uh, he pulls the curtain uh, on him so it falls on Electro and distracts him and then Electro falls on the ground. And then the police managed to arrest Electro by spraying him with hoses of water, and Electro looks so sad. <laughs> oh, no. keep, keep the hose on him, lads. <laughs> Which didn't sound like a good idea either. No, exactly. I just, yeah. Uh, but he does, he looks like I a wet Labrador. Yeah. Uh, so the line I was thinking of was, uh, this is one of the times I'm lucky to be blind. If I could see what I'm doing, I might be scared stiff. And that was while he was spiralling down the elevator shaft. Oh, no. It nice. wasn't. Wee! <laughs> so we kind of did it twice. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does that a lot. We need to, we need to, yeah, keep track of that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the thing breaks the door down again. Obviously, at the end, so they lose Fantastic Four as clients because of that. And Matt doesn't seem bothered. He's just smirking at the audience. <laughs> and like Foggy and Karen are like, "How could you do this?" 
<laughs> and Matt's like I... winking at the audience like, but I had a wacky adventure and it was great. Wink, wink. wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so great. So we don't really get much of Foggy and Karen in this this issue, unfortunately. And once again, the Fantastic Four aren't really talking. I think Reed says something at the very end. Yeah, like, he's about the one who getting says more that... lawyers. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. also offers to replace the door. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because that's the second door that they broke. <laughs> or the same one a second time. All right, so this is all supposed to be happening in the same day, right? Mm-hmm. So why did Foggy and Karen change clothes? <laughs> I don't know. And Matt changed ties. Yeah, Matt changed ties. Yeah, Matt changed ties. Them at I the beginning. Yeah. Not <laughs> 1960s continuity. <laughs> I mean, if it was two different days, it would make sense. But she's wearing a blouse with a collar and a skirt on the first scene. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Foggy's wearing a gray suit. And then at the end, she's wearing a blue dress. Uh, with a like a low cut part and um, and Foggy's wearing a pink suit and tie. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> like they're go- they're going out outfits. Maybe it's like you know old work drinks. Yeah, they they get dressed up to go to Josie's because <laughs> <laughs> Josie's is a classy establishment. It's a classy joint. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's that must just be like continuity with the artist because yeah, it's the same day. That's why I thought it was crazy that they got the door fixed the same day and then got it broken but again. But no, didn't didn't um didn't the thing like weld it shut, weld it oh, back yeah, together did, again? Yeah, with his hands. Yeah. With like magic magic thing welding door hands. Like I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be wood or metal. <laughs> In either case, either. I didn't think it would work. Yeah. The thing is also wearing yeah. the tiniest of tiny little underpants. He might have borrowed them from Matt from last issue. They're so <laughs> tiny. Matt's workout. They really. do. They do love their tiny pants in in early comics, don't they? They do love their tiny pants, and we we love them for it. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, that was pretty much the the issue. So we need to talk about some tooting and some booting of fashions, guys. Um, Actually, I mean, before that. Yeah, go go for it. So I, I, one thing that was sort of bothering me about this whole episode or this whole issue was that um, so they decided that uh, Matt's the one who's more interest or more uh, able to handle leases and contracts and that yeah. kind of stuff. So they said Matt or they say that Matt is the one who will have to handle that, um, which means that for some reason he has to get sent to inspect the building. Yes. <laughs> so. Is it a little odd that a guy that they don't know has superpowers who's blind is going to be sent to inspect an entire building to determine whether or not the lease is lying or anything? I mean, he's just going to, like, tap on the walls and see what they, what it sounds like, I guess, in their uh, minds. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're... I, I don't really know what they're thinking. I don't. just don't know. And, yeah. I mean... The thing would have known that he was blind because he hadn't met him yet, so that's fine. But Karen and Foggy were yeah. the ones who sent him off to the Baxter building to do this inspection. <laughs> well, and then they like, they can't be bothered. We'll send and him And then out. they're always like, oh, I hope Matt's okay out there in New York City, the blind man, all by himself. I'm so worried about him. It's like, bitch, you just sent him to the Baxter building, which yeah. he can <laughs> sense by the way the air travels around it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they could because. have done it instead, I know. But instead they're like, oh, no, you go and do it. 
Oh, poor Matt. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Vicky, you are gonna you are gonna do some tooting for Electro's outfit. Uh, very much so. I'm glad very you much like so. this outfit, friend. I'm glad you like it. I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I would. I you know I it. like fabulous yeah. bitch. I also have that as my toot. Uh, is the Electro costume because I love it. I think it's fabulous. Um, uh, Elizabeth, what would you like to toot in this uh, this issue? Um, I, you know, I don't really care about their outfits very much. Although <laughs> Karen's dress at the end was sort of pretty, but it still, I was thrown by the fact that why is she even wearing this? <laughs> <laughs> why has she got chained? What's going on? I can only assume that they're, Foggy and Karen are going out for a nice meal after work and they, they got changed. It's like that thing that people did in the 60s. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of thing you do. Well, I, I have a boot. Do you have a boot, Elizabeth? Any any fashions you thought were particularly bad in this issue? Uh, no, not in particular. I have a mild boot. Vicky, why don't you tell us your boot first? Um, I don't really have one. Karen's hair wasn't big enough for me, this issue. <laughs> <laughs> She's not as close to God um, as she was last issue, because the higher the hair, she the closer wasn't. to God. Yeah. So I'm going to perhaps do a tiny little boot on Karen's lacklustre, uh, like flat, her flat hair. She's a little bit flat, and so there was no like bows or anything this week. So yeah. I, that's what I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to boot Karen's hair this yeah. this week. I have the mildest of boots, and it might be controversial. And Elizabeth, <laughs> you may not talk to me again. But I'm going to mildly boot Daredevil's yellow costume because <gasps> because I love the red costume so much. I love the black costume so much. I love the black and red costume so much. I I don't like the kind of metal costume he had in later runs, um, but I've never really been a fan of the yellow costume. Where but it's the kind plunging of, neckline, Claire. I know, but it's kind of, I just don't, I just don't. I just don't think it suits the character because it makes it, it makes it look like more like it's related to circus a, circus acrobatics. Like it's something like a Nightwing would wear. No, I know. It would be something that a Nightwing or a Hawkeye would wear that have a background in the circus. Whereas Daredevil doesn't. So I much prefer later when he has the red costume and it, it, it often draws more from his boxing background. So I, I'm going to mildly boot the yellow costume. Elizabeth, feel free to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be harkening back to, like, the, the boxer or wrestler sort yeah. of look, but I can't say it's my favorite. He does look kind of like um, a bird. An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the red costume a lot better, yeah. too. So um, I'm not going to give you a hard time about that. And it is a mild boot in my defense. I'm not going to I'd say th- it's as terrible as... Um, his workout gear from last issue. <laughs> with the... Uh, I have to go back the, and look at that. With the uh, pants. It was basically tiny pants, uh, tiny, the tiniest of tiny pants, um, sunglasses, and and knee-length boots to work out. Oh, on. yeah. And we said they Which were, I, it wasn't I, a practical I, outfit. I reckon they're socks. But he's half naked, so why is that bad? Yeah, that's true. But he's probably in a public gym, so it, oh. I don't know if it's appropriate. Like, cover, cover yourself up, love. Cover yourself up. <laughs> cover yourself up, Matt. 
Also, you don't need your sunglasses when you're doing backflips. Like, you don't need to wear them. It's like we get it, dude. You're blind. You're gonna you're gonna break your sunglasses that way. <laughs> Just don't. So that was our boot and two. Um, uh, panels of interest. So we've mentioned my top panel already. That I, I is my panel of interest this week. My favourite panel, which is Matt using a tire like a yoga band to fire a car engine at a guy like a missile because it's a, pretty, it's great, a yeah. delight but i do have two more two honorable mentions i would like to to mention so one is karen's little monologue which is poor matt murdoch he's so handsome so intelligent so doggone wonderful i'd marry him in a minute even though he's blind if only he'd ask me but for his sake i pray he'll regain his sight someday <laughs> i just Nasty thought it was, it was hilarious because i love I love how thirsty Karen is for Matt in the early issues. It's just great. And how thirsty Foggy is for Karen. You know, oh, he's yeah. just looking at her longingly. Um, but my other mention is I love the panel where Matt uh, lands the rocket back in Central Park. And there's all these people looking at him. <laughs> and there's a cop. And this one cop says, don't move, mister. We've got laws against endangering people and property that way. And I was like, <laughs> the way of crashing a rocket in the middle of Central Park? Like, like does I, this happen often? Well, to be fair, it is New York. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. like, you know, when you've got the Fantastic Four flying around, you've got Iron Man flying around, you've got, like, it's kind of... They probably do. They probably to do. Be fair. I just yeah. love that that's what he said. Like, he didn't, he didn't say, like, don't move, mister, you've caused a lot of damage or something. He said, we've got laws against endangering people and property that way. <laughs> crashing a rocket in central park (laughs) uh so vicky did you have any other panels of interest you would like to mention yeah my panel of the week is the gratuitous arse shot at the beginning uh where yes i know the panel says muscles like steel bands it's like "Mm -hmm." yes he does yeah we're just following his 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 butt basically and and i'm gonna shout out for a second week to charlie cox's backside thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) yes sorry charlie yes no don't be sorry (laughs) (laughs) that is my panel of the week I mean, all of Marvel, all of the MCU does excellent work, I think, with that particular, in that particular area. There's a reason that the Avengers was nicknamed the Arse Avengers. So, you know. Uh, well, have you seen Robert Downey Jr.'s backside? Like, you could bounce a 50p off that bitch. Well, he's got a giant background, though, hasn't he? So. Little bubble butt. Aww. No. No. Elizabeth, do you have any panels of interest you would like to mention? Well, I appreciated the fact that they recapped Electro's uh, back history because I mm-hmm. did not remember his origin at all. <laughs> he was always one of those guys who was always around, and I could not, for the life of me, remember how he got his powers when we were emailing back and forth earlier. And so I appreciated the fact that they did a little recap for those of us who hadn't uh, remembered it from Spider-Man. Yeah, and it's um, different and to what it was in the movie, obviously, because in the movie he fell into, like, a vat of electric eels. It's always yeah. a vat of something, isn't it? <laughs> like, well, if if you're a Spider-Man thing. villain, your powers are always animal-influenced, because it's Spider-Man. <laughs> like, all the villains are animal-influenced in some way. Well, they were pushing hard for a Sinister Six movie, and <laughs> that whole entire movie was setting up for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But... Uh, 
I think when it comes to like panels that are impressive to look at, the one where he's dangling from the helicopter is pretty cool. Yeah, I really like that one. And I, I liked that one on Marvel Unlimited as well because you kind of pan down. So you read mm. it at the start and then you see like it behind. I really like the way they do it. Um, but it's yeah, it's a really good like splash page. I really like it, and I like that you can see like all of New York under him. Yeah. But I do have to confess <laughs> that the um, the angsty Karen uh, have being love lord for for Matt was uh, <laughs> even I, I have a love hate relationship between that particular love triangle in the early days. Yes. Although it went way worse. <laughs> and then oh, I got God. a little bit better. So. It gets worse. Yes. Oh, jeez. Does she Very mount well, him in yeah. public? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just wait, Vicky, just wait. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. Yes, at least we didn't have this in, you know, the kind of the kind of flirting and sort of love triangleness in the Netflix show was pretty subtle compared to this, you know. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> and we and we had Marcy, who is a delight. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Awesome. So that was our panels of interest. Um, we don't have any feedback this week because we are we haven't actually released our first episode yet. Hopefully it will be tonight um, and we'll have feedback for, for upcoming issues. So if you guys want to send any thoughts, please do. We would love to hear them. Um, yeah, but otherwise, any other notes on this issue, guys? I'm just looking over my one thing I did did kind of annoy me was like when they when Matt walked out of the garage he was like oh I'm I meant for so much better things than <laughs> than these stupid like garages and stuff yeah. I dare though it's like all right yeah calm down well it, it's kind of what you you said from like last last issue Vicky and you were like you were surprised that he was quite cocky Oh, yeah, quite God, a like, so and I think funny. that kind of links in with it, you know. I just yeah. kind of like wanted to reach in and slap him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you'll have that feeling many times in future issues. Bearing in mind, I love I love my boy Matt, but Matt, sometimes you just want to shake him. Drama llama. <laughs> I just I had one other note. I, I was just giving all my notes and we covered them all except for one. Uh, so Daredevil fixes the vault after he after mm-hmm. Electro is captured, but. Nothing is said about the secret formula that Electro had stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't so know if he got it, it back. I'm guessing he didn't get it back. I, Either I way, it's, maybe Electro's got it in his little uh, yellow underpants and it's all soaked through now. Yeah, it's soggy it now. And now. Useless. <laughs> yeah. He's That's saving fine. it for later. Yeah. yeah, just a ball of mush. I actually have one more note, which is that when the thing bursts through the door the second time at the end of the issue... Um, Karen says, it's the thing, Mr. Murdoch. And Matt says, thanks, Karen. But somehow I feel I would have guessed that. <laughs> He's basically like, yeah, no shit, Karen. I love it. It's great. <laughs> that, that really made me laugh. laugh. Yeah, it really made me laugh. Because oh, he's just literally knocked the door down. It's great. Again. Well, next week, um, we have an exciting issue. I'm going to tell you what it's called, Vicky, and you can ponder... What oh. might happen in it? Elizabeth can't, and I can't, because we have read it. But oh. next week's issue is called uh, <laughs> Daredevil. Daredevil battles the owl, ominous overlord of crime. Ooh! Oh my God! Is it like a giant? Is it like an actual giant owl? <laughs> Maybe. 
is it an actual giant owl, like, <laughs> and just kind of, like, swoops around, and, like, Hell's Kitchen, like, kicking at people. <laughs> like yeah, owls it's do. A, it's a tie-in with Twin Peaks, with the owls and not what they seem. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's not going to be a giant owl, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I'm not going to say. Is this going to be a thing now? Like, I have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be wrong every week. <laughs> and this is also next week's issue, as well as uh, this week's one, are also covered in Daredevil Yellow. So I might post some little comparison um, screenshots because they, they cover the story. I think they, they only briefly cover um, this issue in uh, Daredevil Yellow. I think it's pretty much just the Fantastic Four turning up and needing... Uh, Nelson and Murdoch's help, but they do. Um, but he does break through the window rather than the door. Um, and you'll be glad to know that Susan has more lines than just "Oh, I like her hair." Uh, she <laughs> actually she actually tells uh, Ben off because Ben re- um, refers to uh, Nelson and Murdoch as shysters, and then she tells him off and says, "We do not refer to lawyers as shysters." So she's telling him off, <laughs> okay. which is great. So, so they actually like figure out how to write women. Oh yeah, because this was written a lot later. So this okay. was this was written in the nineties, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be my biggest beef, I think, with these early issues. Oh is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's already grating on me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got more to look forward to. Don't worry. Can't I think this was written in about. It looks like this version was published 16. in like two thousand and one. Okay. But um, yeah, but it's it's really beautiful, and it's it's um it's a retelling of all these early issues, uh, from the point of, of view of of Matt writing a letter to Karen, um and talking about uh-huh. their sort of memories of their early issues, uh, of the early um kind of adventures of Nelson and Murdoch. Um, I really like Daredevil Yellow. I I really like the artwork as well. It's by Tim Sale. Um, so I recommend that as well. Okay. Um, yeah. But that was our episode two, guys. Elizabeth, wow. is there anything you would want to promote? Can you be found anywhere? Um, I am. No, I just lurk around on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. And we but, love you uh, for it. The, the other Murdoch papers um, is uh, if you want to know more about Daredevil, and if you're a Daredevil fan, then mm. uh, that is a good website to go to. Absolutely, yeah, with um, friend of the show, Christine. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth worth checking it out. And I've been on the podcast version of that a few times as well uh, when it was when it was going to discuss the trailers for the Netflix show back in the day. Back in the day. Hopefully again soon if they ever bring the character back to, you know, the big big Marvel screen. Please, Marvel, please. Uh, right. Well, we are done at the. It's time at the bar at Josie's, and so we are heading off. Uh, until next time, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on Facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com.